following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star community radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate. Or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Born to be kings, we're the princes of the universe. Here we belong. All right, all right. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio. IRLoneStar.com worldwide. Conrad's FM 104.5, 106.1. It is Labor Day. We're hanging out in the studio till about 11 o'clock or whenever. We don't have a guest, so we're just hanging out. Uh, feel free to call or text or do those kind of things during the show, 936-228-9368. Our email address is dickandskippy at gmail.com. Uh, you can watch the video feed live at facebook.com slash dickandskippy slash live. Or, of course, visit online at irlonestar.com slash live for all the live programming Lone Star Community Radio offers. All right, today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Small business office cleaning to one-time uh, schedule, uh, scheduled or one-time cleanings, 832-689-7996. And then, uh, of course, C3 Creative Content Creations, video, social media, writing. If it's creative and tangible, they do it. Visit them online at c3thewoodlands.com. Uh, yeah, so it's 941. We started a little late. Uh, downtown's pretty much dead. We were trying to find coffee. Uh and uh, Labor Day is the day that no one serves coffee, it seems. So, Sean, how are you doing this morning? Dick, I'm doing awesome, man. It's great to see you. Uh, you know, it is kind of kind of weird. We're the only two cars in the parking lot. Yeah. There, uh, Vernell's Bakery ain't open, so you had to scrounge Galavan, for coffee. I don't know where you're at, bro. Yeah, Gallivant. We don't even know if you're open today. But a special Labor Day uh, episode f- for us. We wanted to come in, just kind of shoot the bull and yeah, and catch people up on stuff. I mean, nothing's really happening. There's there's today's show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know I got turf toe over the weekend. Is that some kind of a jungle fungus? No, it is when you basically stub your toe really bad. Ooh, I've been there. So there's an actual medical name for it? Yeah, it's all, it has something to do with the tendons. I don't know how I did it. I was going up a steep hill, and I guess I put way too much pressure, and I hyperextended it all the way back. Like I, Because it didn't, like, it didn't pop. So I wasn't like, oh, owie. It was more of like, oh, man, like, <laughs> dude, that kind of hurt. And Son then, of a gun! And then it just started throbbing. Oh, no. And then, I'm sorry, and buddy. two days later, I'm like, yeah, my foot is jacked. Or my toes. Okay, now, now you know most of our listeners know, but just in case, you are indeed married to a nurse. Yeah, she is, checked it out, and her diagnosis it was, was turf toe, and her prognosis. Uh, I gotta basically work it out, and you gotta walk it off, Buttercup. You gotta work it out. You gotta make flex it, go around, make sure not to put too much. Like, don't be on top of it with all the body weight. But she's like, she got these little balls that you can like put your toe on, and like you. So that's why you made me it. piggyback ride you to yeah. the bakery down the street. Yeah. I, I thought we were just well, it's getting funny. closer with our it's relationship. It's funny because turf toe is only always that thing that you'd 
when you play like fantasy league football and stuff, it was like your player would be out of an injury all of a sudden. Like it'd be like, oh, I didn't read anything about this. It says turf toe, and you're like, what the hell is turf toe? Like, I feel like I, <laughs> I always assumed that was like the excuse, like, oh, he has this upset stomach, but he doesn't want to. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, it's like creative differences in the yeah. entertainment industry. It's just so, one of those made up words. But stuff. no, it's a real deal, and like you can't okay. fix it. You can't inject anything into it. You can't like it has to run its course. And now you're in your 30s now, right? Yeah, well, I don't think age has really anything. I think oh, it you, does. I think you can it get does. turf toe at any age. Yeah, but the odds of you just falling apart Recovery now, might be different. Right. But. Yeah, see, someone my age, if I got turf toe, I'd probably have to get put down like a horse. No, it's just, you just can't walk on it. <laughs> well, I'm laughing because it's, you know, you and not me. But I hope you feel better, man. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I will I'm piggyback fine. you anywhere you need me to take you, I'm buddy. fine. It's just kind of, a, it's, it's more of an inconvenience kind of thing mm-hmm. you ever had those kind of bruises and oh yes, yes like it's more of an like you're like so you got like a p- paper cut like right on your fingertip and you're like trying to write or you're trying to type you're like golly golly okay so answer me this so i have suffered like near life ending injuries yeah. where i was able to shrug it off walk it off survive it just fine and then but Give a situation where it's like cold and wet outside, and and I hit my knuckles. You know that special kind of pain, and I'm filled with yeah. this this white hot rage at the universe. If anything, it's so disproportionate to the injury. Yeah. Am I the only one that does that, or do we like? Well, I mean, you you're see what I'm talking wimp. about? Uh, no, Is that kidding. what? <laughs> well, no, I am. No, um, I, it was weird. Is uh, you know when you when you do make contact with like with like say you fall down and it's colder, it always seems to hurt more, but it warms you up faster right well i'll even take the cold and wet out okay if i were in battle and somebody shot off my toe i'd be able to say hey i lost it in battle and live life just fine but if i'm in the bedroom and i'm negotiating at night my bedroom and i stub that same toe oh, into yeah. the, the bed no, that's post, basically what mine like i was like but that kind of hurt that the, hurt the, more the than... anger i get at that you know shoot it off in battle i, I i'm okay but one little stub in, in the dark in my bedroom and i want to just burn down the house yeah. sometimes i mean i think yeah Metaphorically, my well, house funny goes bone, up in The funny bone is the, the best one when you hit your funny bone just right and you're like, <laughs> why are they calling the funny bone? Because I'm not laughing. But uh, be careful out there, guys. It's a, it's, it's a dangerous world walking right. around. Hey, got two lovely ladies tuned in. We got Angie say, uh, in. Hey, Angie. And of course, Mrs. Skippy just tuned in. Well, that's good. Who's, it's Labor Day. So, what is Labor Day all about, Sean? Teach me. That's a union thing. Is no, it really? Yeah. I, well, actually, yeah. It was. Uh, I have no a, idea. A seamstress is actually and a professor were actually responsible for calling attention to the plight of workers and stuff, and basically to celebrate workers so and the unionization. Who takes today off? Is it like a bank holiday kind of thing? It is a bank holiday. It's to the purpose of it was to celebrate or mark the workers of the world. Workers of the world unite. Kind of thing that, you know, it, it shines a spotlight right. on <laughs> hard work makes this country what it is. And, you know, because remember back in the old days in the 1800s, you know, work days were like, you know, 12 hours, 14 hours a no, day. I guess, yeah. That makes sense. Like that. All right, cool. Yeah. So it's uh, you know it's a great barbecue day. And this is this well, is, is a holiday. Really? Is it not? Because like, when you think about the holidays. Yeah, Labor Day Memorial Day are Labor, the two. Yeah, well, Labor Day always wasn't like the vacation holiday. Memorial Day was like, let's go to the beach. But let's that, go but see, that's the, and it should be the other way around because Labor Day, you celebrate your day off work. Like this is a special day to Memorial Day. Is remember, it's not a celebratory you, you see holiday. How fast that motorcycle. I know, right? Uh, Memorial Day is, is not a celebratory uh, holiday. You commemorate it 
because it's about dead people. Memorial Day. You're yeah. remembering well, no, those I mean, who died. That's... So you don't want to go. My personal take is, yeah, you know, commemorate Memorial Day in any way you see fit. Celebrate Labor Day in any way you see fit. Well, it's kind of like glass half full, glass half empty. Like, it depends on your perspective. Stop well, it depends ju- if you're pouring or drinking. Stop, stop, yeah, stop judging people. All That's right. right. Well, I'm celebrating um, Labor Day by making my cast show up to an outdoor rehearsal this afternoon. I'll be when is that show? It's the 19th, right? Yeah, September so why, 19th. Why even bother having rehearsal today? That's so far away from today. Because they need it. Because this is a, actually, this is Shakespeare. No, no, no. What this is, this mm-hmm. is a power grab. Oh, it is. This is like, you know, I might not have any real muscles, but I do have some flex, if you know what I mean. Yes, I have no standing in this world except as a director. I mean, that's, which, that's cruel, Where man. I wield ultimate power. Now I would, I would straight up tell you no, because I'm celebrating uh, my labor. But see, here's the thing. Non-labor. If Angie's listening, her daughter Hannah might be listening, and Hannah's in my show. So hey, you can't give them any uppity ideas hey, here. Hey, Hannah, Dan. unite. This is, you should workers use, unite. Workers unite. You don't have to go to rehearsal today. you got to unite. Like we're learning about Labor Day. This is a perfect, this is a perfect <laughs> thing. Don't go to rehearsal today. You don't have to. It's it's. it's I a, walked right into that one, Dick. You, you got the best of me there. You know how upset Sean really is with me right now. He's like, you realize if no one shows up, and it's because oh, of it's you. on you. It's your. It's, I'm gonna blame everything on you because I blame everything on everyone else. I'm gonna turn into a on one me. man show. I'll do everything because it's all happening in Prospero's head. Not because head. of your dictator behavior. You you throw on your cast. I mean, sometimes enough's enough, Sean. It's a tight. It's a tight rope you have to walk as a I director. Mean, <laughs> First off. Directing any shows like hurting cats on weird. catnip. It is kind of weird. It is kind of weird Labor Day though, because like because the only reason I say that is I would say a good amount of people, and even my buddy uh, Kurt got upset that we had bowling yesterday. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kurt. Uh, he's <laughs> like, because everyone automatically goes, "It's a it's a holiday weekend." Like what? Like you're ruining my plans. But we're protecting you from getting in with thousands of people and catching the Rona. Oh. Because see, my rehearsals, we use you know, like masks and stuff and keep distances. And well, I've got no, a you know, we know what you do in your rehearsals. You felt you followed my advice. Is they wear socks on their hands, and <laughs> that's how they. We're gonna turn the whole thing into sock puppet theater. They got socks on your hands. We got masks and face shields. You got the two, the the duo, and then uh, but yeah, people people assume it's Labor Day weekend. They don't have to do anything. Okay. It's like so I have to do a quick PSA. Oh great, you do have rehearsals today. Well, I, I rehearsed today, but my my PSA is is to Mrs. Skippy. Yes, you mash the potatoes. You add the add a goodly amount of garlic salt, a stick of butter, and a splash of milk. And see if you don't. And if you don't, if get we it, have the parmesan, throw in some parmesan so too. You made a huge mistake. You use general measurements. You don't do that with people who are asking because they they want to hear like, oh, go three fourths a cup. Oh. Okay, open the. Uh, the garlic salt to the part where it's the holes, you know, not and do it like one, two, five really hard shakes, maybe six, and and then comparable amount of, of Parmesan so cheese. Two, two teaspoons. One, two, three, four, five. So that's two teaspoons. I'd say that's a little bit more. I mean, how big? How big are your hole? How see? This is what I'm saying you can't. There's too, too well, many well, factors. She, knows, in it. she doesn't know what I'm talking about, but yeah, okay. So she got it. You can't do that, man. You can't do that to somebody who's asking questions. Yeah, and Daryl, no, I said I, it was like hurting cats or hurting cats on catnip. Is directing. That's why you give the socks and the, and the shock collars. <laughs> and duct tape the, the oven mitts collars. on their hands. And sho- oh, shock collars would work. You can put them in the fingertips. Well, tonight's the first night where they can't have their scripts in their hand, which is always fun because it just becomes a, it just totally devolves into anarchy. Well, don't do yeah. You just do socks are perfect. They can't hold anything. Well, I'm thinking the shock collars. Every time you call line, you get <laughs> you get the negative reinforcement like Pavlov. <laughs> That'll yeah. get them off book. 
Well, I mean, you got to. It sounds like you're a dictator already, so I'm just asking why you're. I, not, I've got to flaunt, you know, what little power I have left. You flex every I was day, a great man, man once. You, is that what you tell your wife before yes. you go to bed? Be like, I control people's lives in these hands. It, yeah. yeah. And and she has I the good grace it. to not snigger at I me when I say it. that. <laughs> You're so silly. So speaking of oh, idiots. Uh, Donald Trump was in the news. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, oh, see, I was going to go, I was gonna go partyless. News? Oh, he's always in the news. But I was gonna, actually going to talk about idiocy without naming political names. No. Man, so that was such an easy open. Though. I know, right? But... So the latest wildfire in California, which is now burning 7,000 acres, was caused by a couple doing a gender reveal party. Apparently, they were going to use pink or blue um, fireworks. fireworks. And How much if, do you think that costs? Like, if you got custom, like... Well, it's going like, to cost them a lot more. Well, are you than, talking like a firecracker, or are you talking like a mortar round kind of firework? I'm thinking, because this... I don't know what this gender reveal party thing is all about. This came from out of nowhere. This, like... Somewhere along the lines of birthday parties, it became expected that the the giver, the, the recipient of the birthday, the birthday boy or girl, has to give out goodie bags to the people who showed up to his or her party. Okay. When I was a kid, that does no, you just showed up at the party, you brought a present, and the kid got his ten minutes of, oh, I got this and that, and then you played pinata or or whatever, and that was it. It's become this whole new thing. Same thing with gender reveal parties. I mean, when my when my son was born in the eighties. We didn't know till till he popped out um, on on purpose. But even then, it wasn't just a big you know. You always had the option to to know, but we we opt not to. With my daughter, we found out pretty early on in the process. We don't go announcing. You know, it's like hey, we, if anyone's interested, it's a girl. So. Again, you're doing your judging thing. You're judging people, and I mean, but where think, did it come? This gender reveal party. Where did it come from? And what's the purpose? No, I think there's always been a, a celebration of gender reveals. Like I I remember. Growing up, and there was always like the card thing, like you open up the card if it's blue or if it's pink, kind of thing. Like I don't remember, uh-huh. like there was never like a showman's That's thing. Sort of, it's it become, you got to outdo the next person. It was more of like, person. oh hey, cut the cake. What's the color? But it was never like, hey, let's invite all of our closest. Because what I told you off the air, go. The only reason I would ever have a gender reveal is that I get more money from people. Like because kids but are that, expensive. It's, again, it's kind of like a grab. And by the way, I have a code word for my wife. Russet. Yeah, um, you can just call her, man. If no, you need I to talk to her. No, this is more fun. I'm, I'm, I'm abusing the no. airwaves to no, that's tell what my wife do. how to make <laughs> Like, you, you even put it on the, the invitation. Like, if you don't bring your wallet with cash, don't even bother. But this gender ATM reveal party is going to cost them a heck of a lot more than... Uh, well, you realize that 15,000 firefighters uh, are fighting the, the wildfires in California? How do we... How did, like... Do they know they started it? Yeah. So they're the one that came forward and be like... Oh man, our our firework tube fell over and it started this fire. Sorry, guys. No, invest. Whenever there's a wildfire, they backtrack to the center point. They find out what it was. So that, they didn't even know they, they. So they didn't know they started it until the police people came. Um, let me see if they 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 came forward or not, or if if, or if they were. Because you always see forward. you always see those fire and structural videos where it's like you're smoking a cigarette and is it really out? But like twelve hours later, it reignites everything on fire. Like you don't really realize. Oh, I just. Threw my cigarette on the ground. Yeah, no, I think it's one of those things where it starts catching on fire. They go, eh, let's get out of here. Like that? It was like I, that? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of skipping through the... Because uh, I feel like there'd be a 911 call. And that's probably how they found them. Like, hey, what happened around this time? Oh, we got this 911 call about yeah, see, this it's, it's caused 500... It, it took 500 firefighters to contain it. You know, California law is 
whomever starts the fire is held financially, criminally, and civilly responsible for it. Just put it in so the kids' little, name. Just put it in the kids' name. Yeah, right. So much for your kid, for your kids' college fund. No, fourteen thousand eight hundred firefighters are fighting um, fires, the, the California wildfires yeah. in general. And this is just so. Here's where I'm torn because as the, the the fire department said in the press release, burn bans are in effect. It's 120 degree, 111 degrees outside. We told you not to burn anything. What kind of idiot do you need to be to set off in the middle of the forest fireworks to show the gender of your baby? And I agree. It was the parents in the were middle idiots. of the forest? Yeah, well, that's all, well, close enough to where the forest catches fire. So Interesting. And it wasn't like last night's big fireworks in the woodlands were, you know, this is just like, bop, bop, bop. So it had to be really close. So it does take a special kind of idiot to do that. However, no parent thinks that they're the ones that are going to cause those forest to burn down for a little party thing. So I have a, a minuscule amount of, of pity for these the, the parents because no one thinks that they're going to be responsible for that. But they're going to be owing a lot of money for a long time for the, hey, we have a, I don't even know if it's a boy or girl. That's the worst thing. The article doesn't tell you. At least let us know how it no, turned out. No, it's fire red. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I got another story. Okay, lay it on me. So this is pretty cool. Is this EDC number two? Because no, that was EDC no, number one. No, 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 no. This is just kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently in the United Kingdom, there's a man who sold 28 years of birthday whiskey to buy his first home. So for every year, his father was buying him a bottle of Macallan single malt whiskey. Ooh. And So for 28 years, he, so 28 every year you years, get a bottle. You get a bottle. And he sold it for 40,000 uh, 40, pounds. Okay, and about fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and then uh, the father said he spent about five grand total on all the whiskey, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because you think about giving a baby a, a bottle. Of Can whiskey. you imagine explaining this to the wife? No, love, I, I'm telling you. You know, in 28 years, he's going to buy a house with. This yeah, baby. and like uh, apparently he made instructions like you can't open these bot like these boxes like you can't open them like this, that's the whole point of them. <laughs> no matter how bad a day at work you have when you're 24 years old, do not open the bottle. Cool. Yeah. It said uh, his father Pete said he uh, was from Scotland. Said he bought the first bottle in 1974 to wet the baby's head. I guess they're they're really big whiskey people. I guess, I don't really know. <laughs> like that I baptized I, I with guess, McLaren. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> and he goes, I thought it'd be interesting. I got baptized I by Bush it, Mills. I thought it'd be interesting if I bought one every year, and he ended up with eighteen bottles of eighteen-year-old whiskey for his eighteenth birthday. Uh, it wasn't only a great present he got from us. Then he was such a unique, so he just kept we just kept doing it. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. I like it. I don't know how much a bottle of Macallan is anyway. Is it like a hundred bucks or something like that? I would presume. Because did did he buy? So this is what I don't really get on whiskey. So because if you read the story, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Because how if they're always going to be a hundred dollars? How mm-hmm. did it get to five thousand dollars? Because the older it gets, it ages. So the one he bought twenty eight years ago at market price, I'd say he, it was twenty pounds. But he's always buying a hundred dollars every year worth of whiskey it's never changing well it's aging those additional years so the the bottle he bought 28 years ago was brand new you know basically yeah i'm talking about it said he spent five thousand dollars on the 28 bottles okay so five thousand divided by 28 is what let's see (laughs) i I can't do math i'm a little confused because because i do know like when i first read it i thought it meant like oh when he's one years old i bought a one-year-old bottle 
when he was two years old, I bought a two-year-old bottle. No, no, no. Uh, that's what every I year he, he bought doing. a one-year-old bottle, but that first one hundred seventy-eight dollars. Okay, so he averaged one hundred seventy-eight bucks a year for for a bottle of, of good. But see, how much is how much is that stuff? Well, it's, apparently it's one hundred seventy. Well, on average, I'm I sure back think... in the day it was it was you know yeah. nothing. But it's it's like buying a a trading card or you know a, a car for. You know, ten thousand dollars or whatever, and then fifty years from now, it's a classic, which is worth way more. No, I get, I get the value increase. But I'm saying that it did like that. The five thousand dollars last year's bottle he bought is not that. It's not worth that much. It's yeah. two year old scotch. But the first bottle he bought but is now twenty eight year old scotch. But we're not putting the value on how old the. You're not understanding what I'm saying. You're, and you're right because you're not making any sense. So he spent over five thousand dollars over twenty eight years on mm-hmm. bottle of whiskeys for his son. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't add up because the bottle of whiskey is not $178. Every year he's buying one bottle for his son. Mm-hmm. He's going to the store. He goes, I need the newest McAllen, please, because I'm buying. But but what it's worth, the first bottle, he, let's say he, he paid 150 bucks for the first bottle. Now that bottle is worth five, well, $10,000. That's why he got 40,000 pounds. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the original father. He said he spent over the years, he spent five grand. Mm-hmm. That number doesn't make sense to me. Because the whiskeys are not one hundred seventy-eight dollars a bottle. What are they a bottle? I, they're probably like a hundred, if I remember correctly. Like okay, a, like a hundred dollars, I think, just for like the first year. Well, he probably saved some for himself on the side. Probably bought a bottle. Doesn't make sense to me. Maybe maybe there's some other things I don't understand what's going on. Yes. So apparently, do you understand, what I, do you understand what I'm saying? Now? I, I get you now, but I have a feeling that over the years, you know, a, a good bottle of of is it McCallan or McLaren? McCallan. McCallan. Um, Let's look it up. Yeah, look it up and see what uh. And especially find out what a, you know, let's say 28-year-old. Because it also depends, you know. I, I know you can buy like 12-year-old or mm-hmm. like, but I don't, I don't really know how you can buy like the same year. Let's see. McKellen. Yeah, if anyone who's got more experience with scotch than I do, which is yeah. pretty much everyone on the planet, you know, let me know how, how this can come to be. I see what you're talking about, but I have a feeling that just over the years, the bottles could, you know, the 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 store cost of a bottle can can raise up. Especially if you get like for his tenth birthday or his twentieth, he got a special bottle that was cost well, three hundred bucks. For example, I'm looking at a twelve year old scotch by them is forty three dollars. Uh, Twenty five is two grand. That's what I'm looking. Okay, but I'm not seeing. He could have bought special bottles. Yeah, that could. I mean, I don't know. Special commemorative bottle. I don't know. I mean, I got you. But I, f- I figured that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I wish, wish my folks had done that for me. Well, I'd I either think, be in I scotch think, or I'd well, be in I a that, paid off I think house. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's a And great try idea. to convince the other people at the gender reveal party to be like, yeah, I'm just giving them whiskey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you wish you'd chosen whiskey instead of fireworks? It's really hard well, to set a, fi- a forest fire with whiskey. Another thing I wanted to a- ask you about, remember a while back. Uh, Montgomery County put out a warning of like, oh, if you receive seeds, from oh yeah, China well, and every, stuff. yeah, it was more in Montgomery. Well, County, no, but, but I mean, yeah. we're, we're talking local here. Gotcha. Right? Uh, well, recently Amazon did a whole deal where they banned people selling seeds, okay, from outside of the United States. And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, so what? What kind of harm can you really do? Because it's not like some diet could do. Well, I mean, like, I, I can see them being like, oh, that it's infested with some type of fungus or something like mm-hmm. that. But then, like, it's not like Little Shop of Horrors where it's like, oh, we got this magic seed in there that's going to grow and eat people. Isn't it? Uh, so, how do you know? Well, and then I started realizing. It can release spores. Well, no, I started realizing, like, how serious people take 
Like, if like for example, if I sneak on fruit on an airplane, like you can get in big trouble for that. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just like an apple, mm-hmm. like you'll get arrested. Like you'll for sure get arrested. And I was like, okay, so maybe there's some examples. And I don't know any examples of like really biohazard. You know, that kind of stuff. So I would, I'm sure the, they exist. I know, but this. if the audience knows, like, those rules are in place for a reason. And I'm kind of curious what that reason would be. Because I do know there's there's cases of animals and insects being uh, are non-native. And they just destroy populations. Kind of like the wild hog. And, like, those weren't native to the United States until someone brought them over, I bet. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. But it's just kind of like, the seed thing is so weird to me. Because I started looking at uh, the Postal Service, because that's always in the news these days. But apparently when you, China sends something to you, if it's under a certain ratio and stuff. Because I was like, how the hell are they sending these seeds? It has to cost a lot of money, like legally to send you seeds. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently if they do like a certain weight and all this kind of stuff, they can declare it as a gift. So when you buy those headphones from China, they're just calling it a gift. So they don't have to pay. They don't have to go through the inspection and stuff like that. So that's how the little bags of seeds are getting through. Okay. And I was like, man, that's kind of funny because I wonder what the penalty would be. Because I bet it's big. Because, I mean, think about you're just carrying an apple on an airplane on an international flight. Mm-hmm. And I bet there's a big penalty for sending seeds. So I wonder what's I, – I, it's such a weird conspiracy theory because, like, that's the first thing that comes to my mind when you read that. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Don't open the bags of seeds. Um because I asked, I actually asked Bob Daly, who is one, p- part of the Master Gardeners here, mm-hmm. and I, I sent him a message saying, like, hey, can you give me some more information? Like, I feel like this is a big story here, but I don't really understand, you know, this whole thing. And he basically says, just, you just don't want to do that because it's non-native. You never want to plant stuff that's outside because you don't know what's on it, and it can really ruin, like, your entire field or whatever. He's like, yeah, so that's, that's probably no reason, number one, not even to try it. And, well, don't forget also, you know, plants are, you got indigenous plants and you've got, I guess you can call them predatory plants that, you know, well, tra- I mean, trying is, to transplant something that's not supposed to be there is one thing. But also all it takes is just, uh, you know, a few well, ounces of kudzu seeds and you're why screwed. why send it? That's what I was asking really. The same I, reason why, why you got trolls doing stuff. You get, uh, people, some people like to watch the world burn. Oh, well, that's, that's um, all there is to it. Some people just right, like to enough. cause stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay, now I got another question for you. Lay it on me, brother. And I don't really, if the audience knows, let me know. What is 1619 Project? 1690, uh, is it 1619? It's 1619. I pulled it up because oh, I was okay. like, I don't really get it. It's in the news. Um, I'm not really fully versed on it. I know it is a method of, or a curriculum. Well, well, the only way I could kind of, this is, tell me if I'm using this correctly. Is it like the uh, that math curriculum? Common Core is it like that? I don't think so. But let me let me call up something real quick because I haven't really researched it that much, and I, I don't want to start talking smack. Yeah, because that's the only thing I could think of when it came to that kind of stuff. Because I was like, I'm so confused. Why are we? Why are, why are people yelling at people about it? And uh, yeah, all right. If you don't know, we'll move on. Yeah. Okay. So no. Uh, so the New York Times. I think it was the Times. Um, hold on. Let me, let me call something up. Okay, yeah, so here's just off the official site, so this is what they're saying about it here. Who's they? Uh, the actual 1619 Project. Okay. 
It's a journalism series. The 1619 Project is an ongoing project developed by the New York Times Magazine in 2019, which, quote, aims to reframe the country's history by placing the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans at the very center of national narrative, end quote. Um, it was named for the 400th anniversary of the arrival, a uh, time uh, for the uh, 400th anniversary of the arrival of first enslaved Africans, which happened in Virginia Colony in 1619. Um and suggests that this date represents the nation's birth year. So it is a, here's the thing, so it's a journalistic series, but it has a decidedly slanted bias to it. I'm not, no, I'm not making a judgment one way or the other if the bias is good or bad. But to have a, 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 a journalistic series or a school curriculum is not supposed to be I that guess, biased. I guess we should talk to the Sons of History. Yeah, we we can ask them about it if they, if they're tuned in. Let well, us. Well, we already know what they're going to say. They're mm-hmm. they're conservative. And yeah. That's so the right is saying that it's revisionist history, pretty much. I know Ted Cruz said something about this revisionist history. Are most historians conservative? Would you say? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a lot. Yeah, of because historians. historians can appreciate the context of any time frame. For instance, if I may, and I don't want to go too much down a rabbit hole. Right now, one of the big things about America is America is based on slavery. You know, America is based on imperialism. What's imperialism? Uh, uh, colonizing. So, like taking over a place. Yeah, taking our over an indigenous there. species with your own, or, or like what the Romans did. You putting know, our ba- empire. putting our babies there. Yeah. Uh huh. Which is true. I mean, that cannot be argued. We, <laughs> the Native Americans, were here. They got supplanted. Now, is there levels of imperialism? So, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like what you said could be like. Yes, in the sense that. America started as a co- thirteen colonies from England, so that was imp- so like, colonial could imperialism. You say certain tribes of the Native Americans are imperialists because they were doing the same thing. Well, here's the thing: when you go back, and, and this is where it gets funny. Like, what's the line? I absolutely agree that that America is formed on that. Every nation in the on the planet in the history of the universe is based on the exact same thing: slavery, slave labor, and colonization slash imperialization, moving into someone else's turf. Yeah. Back to caveman times. This is not unique to America. No, I'm not saying just because, you know, this is not a yeah, but, well, yeah, but America, but yeah, but everybody. No, it's, do you, do you, you can't think, blame America for that. Every nation has issue. that history. Do you think people bring that up a lot because we have, we have. There's guilt. There, there's. Well, well it's kind of like, because I always think about this way, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Sean. You're when, wrong. When people sue people. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they sue because they know they can get something from it. So, for example, it depends like, on the suit. In a tort situation, well, yes. Well, I'm just saying, like, say I'm driving my car and someone hits me. If I, if the car that hits me is some raggedy old Volkswagen bus that has been running on, so you hate Germans, okay? So, it, yeah, so it's just it's it's a crap bus, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay, but my hand really hurts. But then, like, a USPS bus hits you. And you're like, and nine times out of ten, you're like, well, who are you going to sue first? So, you, I mean, well, you have recourse, which is why there's, if you drive a car, you must have insurance because you're not. Well, you let's think, say VW bus uh, hits you're getting, you. You're getting too detailed into it. Okay. I'm thinking about the, the the idea of like you always go for the deep pockets. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you think if if you're if say America wasn't number one, wasn't number one, you know, in we're a sense, you know, you know, in a sense, like uh-huh. we're not like a world. If power. we were Belgium, if you if we're a Belgium. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we would be having the same conversation? No. You don't? No. Because I always wonder, like, in reality, that's where, you know, when you're, when you're, you, most of the time when you're the best at something, 
there's constant criticism on the best. Absolutely. Here you go. Even Belgium. From, ha- even from internal. Belgium like, is largely unchanged for the last several thousand years. American 200, less than 300 has become a zero, a nothing, literally did not exist, to the superpower of the world. It's probably because we focus on money. Sure. I'll take it. Probably. Yeah. Money, I mean, opportunity. You, well, if you think about during that time, how was banking going on? Banking's been a thing for thousands of years. I know, but like, there's been developments in banking. Like, yeah, I don't think it's kind of like the stock market. At one point, I was re- I was reading this thing. It was really interesting about when the do- stock market went digital. Mm-hmm. It it like secretly kind of ruined the stock market mm-hmm. because of the fold times. Mm-hmm. So it was like you could make a trade within a second now, uh, within a millisecond. You got yeah, software that yeah, will try to opposed to the old way, which is at the where, end of the day you get them all together. And, and so uh-huh. they were talking about how they had the potential of like ruining the stock market because and all it takes is one placed electromagnetic pulse. Yeah, and so we're back in the, in the Stone Age. But I'm saying like there's always developments in banking, and there's always going to be you're going to be on like the negative side or the plus side of banking, mm-hmm. like you know the new things. But uh, I wonder if that's how America really prospered because it was like something that was going on with the banking world that allowed them to get money in. America was one of the first nations that told pretty much, now, yes, there's history and there was slavery and we had a civil war. Yes, yes, yes. I get all of that. But where was the money? But on the whole, money came from the the landowners and the slave owners. But then a civil war was fought to free the slaves to— to this, that's where quote wealth dispersal happened because the plantations now it's like you don't get this free labor or incredibly cheap labor now you got to pay market price for it, um, you know so you yeah. had all these the the blacks the former slaves going now you get to pay us and and I'd say they were rightfully pretty sore about that and saying we want top dollar now and so but it, because of that opportunity that was given well I hate to say it was given it should never well, exist in the first this. place again the sons of history question mm-hmm. uh, why would what happened after the Civil War? Because we all know wars cost money. Restoration. So when the Civil War happened, why didn't America fail compared to the other world powers? Because I always feel like, kind of like the USSR. Mm-hmm. Like, they were very powerful. Because the government sudden, took over every... government said, we, well, hey, we know not, what's best for you. Well, no. I'm saying, like, That's when, the when, difference. A, when a tragic thing happens, uh-huh. it's like this, you have an opportunity to either prosper from it mm-hmm. or to completely go under Mm -hmm. so the civil war would be a good example of like there was probably a chance of america failing post civil war because of the chaos and like what's happening infrastructurally and stuff like that if the government clamped down like the ussr to say okay we're we're doing it our way now yeah that sucks i i ask anyone give me top examples of technological leaps and technological or medical or social leaps in advances in a, in a socialist or communist nation. They don't happen. We just don't know. We haven't been educated. On yeah, that. I mean, now in China, of course, you got the, the tech aspect of it because everyone told you will do tech. You will, you know. Well, that's how they're doing it right. <clears throat> yeah, for, yeah, government forcing you, saying this is your job. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Okay. <laughs> but that's why. Hey, Sean, Sean, some people need direction. <laughs> and some people need. Hello, cast. Exactly. And here's the thing. Of course, you know, government has its place in that clock. And here's the thing. That's how China has operated for thousands of years. In hundreds of years, we had a different thing. And so 
Might-wise, we match China, who's had thousands of years to perfect itself, and this is where it is today, as opposed to us, we've had less than 300 years, and here's where we are. So we had to have been doing something right. And so... Look, it's like I was kind of being glib the other day when the new Mulan movie came out, and I said I'm boycotting it because it's it's a Disney movie, and it's, it's a lack of diversity. Everyone in that movie is Chinese. There's no blonde people in there. There's no dragons either. There's no black people there's in there. There's no dragon. Yeah. So because in China, it's ludicrous to say there's no blonde people or Caucasians in there because that's a country that actively uh-uh. seals its borders Brad against Pitt's them. Brad Pitt's still in Tibet, man. Seven years in Tibet? Yeah, he's still in Tibet. Yeah, but after seven years, they kicked him out. Yeah. Oh, man. They realized, hey, you're... you're <laughs> he's too perfect. Yeah. That's what happened. You're, like, too, you're perfect. too perfect. we got to get you, you out of here. You're kind of... You stick out like a sore thumb over here, guys. Uh, but no, I, that's something that's interesting to me, and I, I like the idea, because you do have to create a curriculum for teaching, teaching things, and there's always going to be... Like, there's always a right and wrong way to do it, but there's also the middle ground of like... Well, you were you asking if, if historians were conservative and they tend to be because liberal another name for liberals progressivist you know someone who looks forward sometimes to the exclusion of looking back and i'm trying not to sound judgy here i'm just this is kind of i'm speaking very objectively and so if there are reminders of what brought us here or how the sausage was made can i can i ask you something sure so because i always kind of envision progressive people to be human dependent Meaning, like, they need that leader, and that's who they follow. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, whatever he says or she says, that's what we're going to base our current beliefs on. Conservative people always, to me, it always seemed like, maybe I'm just totally an idiot, but, like, it always seemed like it was more of an idea than, like, one person really, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, here's the thing. Conservatism, and this is where I because take I feel, off people. I always feel like progressive people can be changed really easily because someone comes up with it's a It's a squirrel I- thing. With progressives, it's squirrel, squirrel, idea. squirrel. This person's life, that person, this person got killed. That per- It's Think about every day what's going to kill us today. Two days ago, it was Trump smack-talking the military. Two days before that, it was well, no, something else. I'm not else. talking about like that commentary. I'm talking but about I'm saying, like, you had Lenin, right? He's a progressive at that time, right? <laughs> yeah. So like he, he well you know I'm talking about like that's in my mind like oh it's very driven by this individual who had this idea and had this movement yeah you fall that's why you have Marxists you and have then, Leninists you have Stalinists well then like we don't have we don't have Carterists or Reaganists or or Kennedyists in this nation um, so it's that of different now here's where I take off people on the right side of the aisle conservatism I can no, I can call it down to this looking out for number one or looking out for your own best interest self-interest yeah which is what it is because my best interest may be i want to make more money but i can't do it by myself so i need to be a certain way to hire inspire people to work for me and help me make money that's how he does his directing (laughs) oh when i direct i surround myself with people way smarter and more talented than me you're already talking about making food for them like that's the way to encourage them to show oh yeah up. 10 bucks a hot dogs and i own what these thing, people well i will say what you do is you you always are doing what you think is a good thing and most of the time that's a good thing for everybody right most of the time now i can have bad motives it's like I, I want a legacy or i want my name to be you know big under lights or something but it oh, ends mean, up helping you, other people you mean like putting your name on hotels and uh yeah exactly but well here's the thing like i, I was in a discussion with someone talking about um I hate that. I mean, I hate it. I love it. I mean, imagine if his name wasn't one syllable. Yeah, Birkenstock. Yeah, like imagine that. Like, Birkenstock Tower. 
But someone was complaining about, well, the only people these billionaires give, you know, money for is the tax write-off. I'm like, yeah. You, you got to give someone a reason to want to do it. You, you can't just say, give me, give me your money. Yeah. Um, so, of course, it doesn't lessen a donation. Um, the billionaires of the world give out $18 billion to charitable donations every year. That's $18 billion that they don't have to. So what do you do to inspire them to? Hey, we'll give you a tax write-off. We'll name a building after you. We'll give you an extra seat at the, the, this panel. Um, of course you got to inspire this because they're looking out for their best interest. But as a result, everyone else gets a lot of money. So just because you're looking out for your own self best interest doesn't necessarily make it all bad. And that's the difference. I'm surprised they haven't made a Monopoly version that's more of like more real life. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm I'm sure in, in Trump Tower they pay play Monopoly with real real estate and real money. No, I mean meaning like every time you pass go, you got to pay your taxes. You do well. Oh, well, you have the thing where you you, know, you land game. on taxes. Well, yeah, but the chances of landing on that are like what one out of like ninety two or something like something that? like that. And it's just like, yeah. Well, that's why the game of life I loved. Remember that game? Well, I hate that game because one spin you'd be dead. Yeah. Like, literally. But that was, that's kind of, you know, because everywhere you, you have to say, okay, do I go to college or do I go to work? You got to stop and, and, and get your, you know, pay your taxes. What was the best strategy overall? I think it was like, because if I remember that game, is you don't go to college, but you your goal is not to have kids. Because uh-huh. that's how you could beat everybody else. Because, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it was. But now, I'm sure that game is going to be changed soon because it's like, stop, get married. And like, that's traditional, you know, that's imposing traditional stereotypes. I don't want to be married. Well, I feel like you can just say whatever you want. I think you should. I mean, if you don't like it, don't play the game. Well, I mean, no, I'm saying in the game, you can just say, oh, let's not say the word marriage. Let's do this. Oh, there you go. But the game said get married. Yeah, but like it's. And you'd have pink and blue. Your pegs are pink and blue. Paint them. I don't. Oh know. no, no. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm with you on that. If you're offended by that, don't play the game or repaint the pegs. Don't try to cancel the Who game. Who do you hang out with? I feel like you're just arguing all the time with the people you're hanging out with. No one hangs out with me. Oh, I wonder why. I know. Now we know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I. I would love to play a good game of life. I haven't played in forever. I love that game. I don't want to be playing with someone who goes. Well, you're just. You know, I'm offended by the blue and pink. Pegs, because there are people out there that are doing that. I would like to hang out. And my response like is then repaint think, the pegs. I think I would look at them like, man. So we're not going to play this game because they're pink and blue. There are those who I'm want like, who want the whole right. game canceled be- good thing, good because thing, of that. Good thing there's other games. Yeah, right. Because I'm going to beat you at every single one. You can try. Because I have those. I have those conservative values. <laughs> I can beat you, except Chinese checkers, because that's that's racist now. Are there Chinese checkers? Chinese checkers, yeah. Oh, yeah, the little star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Is it a star, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, star pattern, sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there, there's that is. Yeah, I always always wondered that about, always felt that way. But I could probably be totally wrong about progressive and conservative people because I, I always seem that way. And granted, I did grow up in a conservative household. So, I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see where a lot of the philosophies come from because— I think you know the, the, you do have inspirational leaders, and you do you kind of you kind of gravitate to those kind of people because you like what they're saying. You like it's kind of like why well, you like art or like why well, you like movies. You like you like what they're doing with mm-hmm. it. So I would be interested to see. Uh, does that make sense? What I was saying about absolutely. It always seems that way, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Who knows? But you have the right to opine either yeah, way. I like it. You know, one thing one thing that kind of bothers me today, reading the news and seeing the protests, it's like. 
there, I feel like we have to have a more descriptive way of saying the word protests. Well, yeah, people getting hung up on the syntax. Yes, there is a difference. As a Republican, I can tell you, there's a difference between peaceful protest and rioting and looting. And you cannot tell me that rioting and looting is not happening. Now, you know, I'm being told, well, yeah, but they're taking over the peaceful protest. Okay, but they're still there. Yeah. Well, my favorite one, my favorite ones now are the the, the dinner ones. Where, oh yeah. Where they go into restaurants and are yelling at people. I'm like. Because what I love about well, they the, they cornered someone who's actually a BLM member who she's like I'm uh, not raising my hand you're not going to bully me into raising my hand and they're all over her and she's well, like, like what, what I like about this video is, is you see all the people's reactions because mm-hmm. they're like man we just want to eat this dinner well or it's like, like the same thing when the steak houses where the vegans pop in you're her name was Dolly she was a sweet little calf until you put a bullet in her head and ate her I'd be the guy that. Take a big bite, walk up, and just eat right in front of him, going, "Yeah!" And she, Dolly, tastes well, that's, awesome. That's why you don't have friends. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, like, because what I like too is like you see, see the, these are meat eating teeth you, right you here. You see the people go like, there's a couple people in the videos like, "Oh, this is here. We're right here." Yeah. Like they immediately get up and then they try to corn like, "No, we're just trying to get here. We're, 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 yeah, just we're good." Out here. And we're going to U-Haul. If you notice, like U-Haul in New York has jacked up its prices to astronomical levels because they're sold out. People are just fleeing. New York, they're getting the heck out. I don't believe people. You. Yeah, I feel like you're you're making that up. Check check it out. Google New York U-Haul prices. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. I still think you made it up. Even if you showed me up, if you showed me the Atlantic <laughs> and it said, "Hey, U-Hauls leave," I'm like, "No, nah, this this whole thing." Hey, speaking of the Atlantic, Dick, I have four anonymous sources that tell me that you owe me money. Okay. A lot of money. That's fine. Okay. So give it to me. Well, you know what's weird to me about that whole thing, what you're talking about, is it's like how can anyone in their in the, like in a lot in a, what's the correct way of like critical thinking ways like if somebody owns a publication, like how can you not see a problem with that, regardless of their views? It's an because it's an abuse of the privilege of yes in in olden days in, I really, in the Halcyon years, reporters would protect their sources but that would only be in a whistleblowing situation to say we're not going to give these names because they're afraid that trump's going to say main things about them on on twitter that literally makes no sense i'm talking like in today's world in today's world it's really strange to me that many members of the media have shown that they'll just make something up and say oh it's an anonymous source and i i provided 10 examples to someone yesterday of this I mean, that's well, I'm not talking about that. You keep trying to go there. I'm not going there. Where are you going? I'm saying in general, it's really weird to me in today's like in today's world that one person can control that seems to be controlling what that media company does. Well, yeah, like the CEO. Yeah. Like the like, I, like Jeff Zucker or whatever. Oh, oh OK. Like because, you know, they've been re- they've released memos and stuff like, oh, mm-hmm. he doesn't like that. So don't do that. Oh, yeah. But I mean, or that like, goes back to the days of William Randolph Hearst. What's I'm saying? It's weird to me that today it's like it's still kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. Like people aren't going like, hey, go that's kind of weird. Hey, hey, Cliff could see. But I also think that uh, a lot of people who read their their normal publications, they just like it. So they're going to do it. They're not really going to change because like, you know, I always say people are like, oh, no one's reading New York Times. Someone's reading. They're still around. Oh yeah. So I mean, there, clearly something's happening. Yeah, when you, you cater to your audience. But you know, here at Lone Star Community Radio, we just, we offend everybody equally. Yeah, everyone gets a voice sometimes. If I'd like them, <laughs> there you go. And if we don't, we shut them down. I mean, I'm pretty much a William Randolph first here. You just don't see me in the back, you know, making all my diabolical plans. <laughs> I don't know who should we ruin today. Yeah, who are we gonna go after? Let's see who's not logged in. 
Well, I mean, you know, especially political politics stuff's coming up, and it's getting kind of. Oh, I I keep telling you, it's going to get it, more crazy. It, no, We're sixty locally, days out. Locally, I'm not yeah. talking about your your. Pre- no, I'm talking your, across the, the board. The race you're in. We're not talking about the race you're in. Right. No, I'm across the board. I agree with you. It's going to get more and more funky. Well, what do you see locally in the Montgomery County area as being the the like the drama race? The fact that I believe this is the first time, or it could be the second time, where there's a Democrat challenger to every available office. Uh, pretty much across the board, Republicans have the lock in Montgomery County, with, with, with some, you know, exceptions to the rule. Well, didn't that Democrat lady win? Yeah, that? yeah, the head of the Woodlands Township yeah. board, Democrat. That's what I'm saying. So on the whole, Republicans have, the, have had the edge just historically. And frequently, Democrats haven't even run against them. And like last time, well, I mean, we would have Republicans not even wanting to engage their challenge, the Democrat challengers in debate, which I'm firmly opposed to. You need to debate. Well, well being here for a bit in the area, the only time I've ever seen something dra- dra- like dramatically shift is when that individual does something stupid. Oh, that's what makes it. That's, that's what sells the headlines. Well, I mean, there's always someone doing something stupid. Like, well, who was that one guy? He he got caught rolling right on red. Well, and no, I'm thinking like, why is this in this like? What, what is this? Well, I, I, but people without, blew it up. Without people. naming names, yeah. Uh, there is a judge who... Like, I want RICO stuff. Like, the, well, the words I don't understand. Like, those kind of charges. There is the power of the press. A few years ago, there was a judge of a local court who was running for re-election. He'd been appointed by George Bush. Running for re-election. And misread a campaign law thing that had actually oh, changed. Yeah, he printed his stuff. That and- sent it out, sent out basically a, a, a hey, come meet me and ask me questions to Jury jurors yeah. who had been as. And that w- turned out to be that law had recently changed. It was against the law for him to do it. He he was out. I mean, yeah, well, he, uh, yeah. And he actually, it, the sad thing is, he won the election, but they had you know, so the runner-up got it. So now, the, here's the thing. As so unfair as it may sound... Does that current judge have an asterisk by, by their name? No. Because they technically didn't win, but they won. Well, it's one of those things that, you know, and... That's fun. I dealt with this judge. I know him very well, and, and he's like, yeah, it was a it was a screw-up, and that, I, I guess I'm going... Do? Yeah, like, I, I'm going to go back to practicing law that's now. like a sitcom. Yeah, you know, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> looks like I... That's but, horrible. Because he respected the law and broke it. Uh, the constable... Uh, who who was well the 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 deputy who was running for constable same thing um, rolling right on red well no turning left on 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 red oh was it left yeah oh I thought it was rolling right because no like, and technically here's the thing it, but he, he had a thing for doing it I know again I know this guy very well he just had a thing for doing it but there was an orchestrated campaign to say we got to get him oh, out like of the it. race to do oh, it I like it so again both of you. these people respected I'm you know in the back right the results now, figuring out how to screw over someone's election right now. Not mine though, right? I'm trying to give me a chance, buddy. We're brainstorming. <laughs> give me a chance. Well, no, I think it, it, it's it's so it's so much fun to just kind of dabble and read more about it, especially when uh, the juicy stuff hits. Because you you be you folks, you'd be surprised like who knows what what's going who on. Who knows where the bodies are hidden? Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about like they're they're informed. There's mm-hmm. a lot more informed people than you would expect on local stuff here. Like I'm 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 somewhat impressed. When someone mentions something, I'm like, how the hell do you know about but that? But it tends to be sometimes the more informed someone is, in some cases, more of their agenda yeah. they're pushing. 
Well, because I mean, people are bored up here, man. Mm-hmm. Like they just want to, they want to, they want to do that tea party. And thing. you have a newspaper that's desperate to when, sell. When I was reading, there's copies. Di- there's several tea parties here. I'm like, I think just you, the two. Well, I mean, still, you're missing the point. I thought. I thought tea parties are supposed to be like one. Like, why do you have two? I thought, exactly. That's somebody the whole didn't, point. Somebody didn't like the fact that someone else, you know, stole their seat at the Chili's or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so they just they make two tea parties, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's ludicrous. I I really do. It's kind of weird. Because um, for years I kind of looked at Houston, they had two competing Martin Luther King Day parades. I like it though, and I thought, can't you guys work together? So as, yeah, it, it is, works on both sides. Is of that the a aisle. capitalism kind of thing? Well, work together, or free market kind of thing. It's, it's free market. It, yeah. It's you know, I mean, I like it. Like who has the cooler kids? And you be what you do of. is you want to get ahead and then absorb the other one. Who's got the, and, the big, who's got the bigger kickball players on the team? Yeah, That's right. The team you want to be on. There you go. So uh, I mean, it, but it, progressives are like, oh, you can't throw a dodgeball at Timmy. Because that's violence. No. And it's I don't picking think. on the little kid. I don't know. Think about think about your average game of dodgeball that we played as kids. You can't do it anymore. You know, it's so Because so, it's like, well, well you no, know, you can't choose teams because it, the person chosen last what's feels crazy bad. crazy to me about the world, uh, the United States politics right now is like, I feel like with Trump being in anywhere in the position of power, the opposing team, not the, the opposing team, should have the easiest strategy to win things because you're dealing with what you already like this guy you know what is going on like i'm surprised they're not being it seems to be smarter about they always seem to be kind of like choosing the odd dick decisions. if i may is that mean yeah yeah so you know i do a political yeah tv show is it tuesdays or mondays uh, it drops on mondays drops so okay um because you gotta clean all the wounds look all the wounds right? yeah right and my counterpart on the show is the um, so, okay, pre- so in the show, you are. You, I'm representing. Are you debating? Yeah, it's a, a. We choose a topic and discuss from our particular point. So you of have view. to. You you have to argue from a Republican point of view. Not purely, and that's the thing. When I was asked to take the show, I'm like, I'm. I vote Republican, but not in, solely Republican, and I don't toe the party line. I was line. in debate, mm-hmm. and that was one of my favorite things. I love debate, where because you draw a card, and it's like you don't have a choice; you have to defend this, and you're like. Oh, I can, I can. Just... Oh, I got to debate level to where uh, you had to debate for five minutes, and the bell would ring, and, and the two the two debaters would have to switch their positions, but not repeat a previous yeah, position. That's fun. So you are on the you're in the show. I represent the red. Okay. And What's... my counterpart represents the blue. Now, and I make as I make sure to tell the audiences, I'm not a pure conservative. I'm in musical theater. How socially conservative can I be? What's wrong with that? Well, well, what, do you mean? what I'm saying is, is, is tr- conservative. Are you stereotyping musical yeah. theater people? No, I'm stereotyping pure conservatives, saying marriage one man one woman. I don't necessarily, I don't believe that. What does that have to do with musical theater? Gays in musical theater. It's it's a stereotype, but it's true. I'm surrounded by liberals. Okay. In musical theater. I mean, I think you're wrong, but okay. uh, no, I'll, I'll let that. I'll let that I, I am one of the precious few conservatives in the theater world, which is fine. And, you know, it's my job to make every cast and crew member under me feel secure that they're not being judged or that I'm this evil person or whatever. You know, it's... it's We've already gone over how you're an evil dictator. That's right. In the theater world. But, so, I represent the red, but I will frequently say, listen, I agree with my opponent here because of A, B, and C. I don't toe the party line. However... You don't tell him what to do, like a true conservative. Right. But my opponent... Her being the precinct chair for the Democratic Party in Montgomery County, oh really, has to toe the party line. Oh, see, so I know what she's going to say in any given moment. And the most recent episode we have, they cut it out, and I'm really uptight. They cut it out. She called me a racist on the air. 
because I was stating some facts, not an opinion. I well, was stating well, I some mean, numbers. Told you, dictator. And so I was told I was a racist, and I called this, her out on it. And I said, how can facts be racist? And she said, the fact that you're—it's not the facts are racist. You bring them up as racist. And we got into a sidebar— I hope she apologized. That the no, the apology never happened. Yeah, that's, that's and it was inevitable that sooner or later with the liberal, I would be called a racist in a one-on-one debate. That hasn't always been true, right? No, no, no. You know, it's my job to try and. Here's the thing: as as I told the camera, but unfortunately, it's cut out. Those who know me know I'm not, and those who don't know me, I don't care what you think. See, I told you, no one likes you. I, I, I right? I, I get it. But it was inevitable that I was going to be called a racist by a liberal in a one-on-one debate sooner or later. Well, and the, it happened. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for today, there's so many, what do you call it, like, there's, like, fundamental politics. And, like, people fall into those fundamentals all the time because they've just been reading and absorbing the same thing over and over and over when it comes to positions. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing I don't like about it because I feel like if you want to be— creative and inspired you can't put those restrictions on you and eventually something better will be produced from it and that's the only thing i don't like about parties it's the only thing i don't really like about religions like it's just you put these restrictions on you which i mean you can call them they're not restrictions but it's like that's why i say pure i'm not i'm conservative not a pure conservative i'm i'm a deist i'm not a pure christian i'm a you know, Catholics. There are very few pure Catholics out there. I'm a fluid follow thinker. Follow Vatican II. I'm a fluid thinker. Right. My um, my my social stances, my political stances, my religious stances, my philosophical are, are all because of how I grew up. I was very, as we know, I was very fortunate. I grew up all over the place, and so yeah, I took a bit a of that mil- with you had me. A military dad, so you know. What well, that but that's means. part of it. I know. But in military family, so you know, I learned respect and chain of command. Um, and to be I, a bully. And I, to be a bully. I learned Big rank half its privileges. But in Japan, I learned this culture. And in England, I learned that culture. And I merged them all together. And I have a very personal philosophy and religion and spirituality and political stance that very few other people have because I have been exposed to that. I, I, I feel you, man. Yeah. And the show drops on Mondays. I hey, know, Simon. Thanks for tuning in. I know we're trying to tell people to watch it because uh, you, you love to argue. And uh, Well, see, I'm not. A, don't watch this most recent episode because I really felt it should have stayed in there. Because I wanted people to see how I handled it. Because I was not happy, all but about you. but I didn't. Well, no, it's also to say, was she right? Oh yeah. Is it no? I is think, it right to call someone racist because think, they're talking about yeah. facts and figures? I think it's unfair. I think I really think it's unfair to use language like that without like being a hundred percent double source check, like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And my first question was, did you just call me racist? And she said, if the racist shoe fits. And I was like, okay, we're having a different conversation now. And it turned into fifteen believe, minutes. I can't believe she hasn't apologized. That kind of that stuff blows my mind. Uh, but here, no, but here's, I don't demand an apology because if she believes it, why would she apologize no, I'm not, for I'm it? I'm not saying you are demanding an apology. But I'm saying, why should she apologize if she believes it? Why should she apologize for her belief? I mean, does she really believe it though? Yes, she does. She <laughs> is convinced of Oof. that. That sucks. Maybe you need to be more creative, and you should manipulate her to change her mind. Well, here's the thing. Like I said, in previous episodes of this show called Purple Politics, available on Woodlands Online, is I know what she's going to say in any given moment because she has to toe the Democrat well, Party line. You, and I call those restrictions. You yeah. can't call them other things. She can't go like, beyond it. Now, one thing she—to her credit in that same episode, something she said, because we were talking about local people not wanting to debate. And again, in Montgomery County, when Democrats started— yeah. 
applying, you know, the Republican incumbents would not debate them. And I have a personal problem with that. Any Republican not willing to debate a Democrat, I'm going to call you out on it. Well, there should always be debate. that. Like, one thing I always wondered in Montgomery County when it came to politics is why— why try to create that division saying you're a Democrat or Republican? I would come out and say I don't agree with Marquia or like use names. And, well, that's what I t- that's and what gets like, me in trouble with the right because I'm the first one. My first episode, I'm like I'm, James Nowak, you did a very bad thing, and you know the right's going. <gasps> he's saying well, something. I'm saying like you don't present it as I come from this camp, you're in that camp. We're challenge. We're throwing the first spear. Like it's not like that. It's mm. like. The way I always feel to be to, to make progress in it is you challenge the person who actually is doing something wrong. Because when we interview politicians and stuff, I always in the back of my mind want to ask that question. It's like, can you tell me anything concrete that really is like what needs to happen in the state of Texas? Because mm-hmm. like what Jay Silberg, he answered. He talked about education primarily. And yeah. it's like cause I love it when the the prearranged talking points aren't covered. Because, I mean, at one point, like, for example, the mayor positions coming up. And the city councils, a lot of open city councils, and that's going to be a big race here in Conroe. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what decisions, what kind of leadership and decisions need to be made in Conroe over the next whatever? As this, Conroe grows yeah, so it's like, at this rate, what is your vision for the future? Not, well, my opponent sleeps with goats. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, but what kind of things can you foresee the city mm-hmm. having problems with? Because, I mean, because at one point, you can say, hey, we're doing good. We just need to maintain the good. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's or this is working and this isn't. We need to make sure we pay the bills, make sure we don't forget, you know, oh, and someone didn't copyright this thing. It's been twenty years right. and now we're getting sued. No, I do want to give my opponent or my Oh, uh, so you're already thinking it. You're thinking that No, I want to give her some credit no. on something she said that same episode where I was taught we were talking about the those not wanting to debate, and I, I expressed my strong dissatisfaction with that. And she agreed, obviously, because the Democrats are being shut out. And she said, I won't support anyone who doesn't engage in debate. So I looked at her and I said, okay, you're going to know my next question. If Joe Biden finds a way to bump out of the debates, she said, I won't vote for him. She said, I'll, I'll support him if he's president, but I won't cast my vote for him. And she said that on the air, and I, I had to say thank you that, you know— okay. So I got to give her credit. You she's don't have much, to counterbalance this whole no, thing. No, she's very much in her conviction. So I'm not going to expect an we apology. Know you have a deep hatred for this person. You can see no. it on Purple Politics. The way you look at her, <laughs> you're like, you know, you what? have it. Have you have you watched? Yeah, it? Yeah, I watched. Oh, it. okay. Just the checking. only thing I don't like about it is there's not enough information on the screen. Like y'all just kind of talk, and it's like, yeah, I well, wish there was more information. The producers are trying to increase that because my the guy I replaced, he was the Republican precinct chair for. Uh, out in Katy somewhere, and he couldn't keep on making the trip in, so they needed a replacement. Who's the, who's the chair here? Some young. I keep getting emails, and he doesn't. A Republican I, chair begins a, with R, like Richard a, it's Roberts. A or, it's a, I'm convinced it's Robert. No, I'm not kidding you because uh, somehow, met him. somehow, my email got on the list there, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you right now, like I don't write my email down. I think what probably would happen was he reached out, and I emailed him back, and then he took it on his own. Thing to put my email. In oh yeah, there. A, politi- a political campaign. I don't, will I don't find appreciate numbers. that. I still get texts from Beto O'Rourke's pack. I don't, pre- I don't appreciate that. But anyway, he never responds back. It's nope. a robot. Well, he should. It's a robot. Yeah. He absolutely should. Everyone should come on the air if you're running for office or if you have an elected position. You should come on our show. Oh, the Scientology talk- department reached out to me. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Did they? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm trying to figure out what I could, what we can do with that because I don't want to seem biased against this. No, I, I want to ask some some serious questions. Get them so, on. I'm trying. Uh, seriously, that would be awesome. I'm trying. 
But anyhow, yeah, Purple Politics on Woodlands Online on their website usually drops on Mondays. Now, I, I didn't do – we're skipping a week because um, I, I hate her so much. I need Is it Labor Day? <laughs> uh, no, because uh, I wasn't able to record the last show we did. I had something else come up. It, it's, not, it's not a live show. Fortunately, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you straight up from a from a viewer that's BS. Y'all should do it live, and it, because when you're having these talks, it's you got to be constructive. Hopefully, in the conversation, mm-hmm. it's not just like, oh, hey, I'm gonna read off the talking points. Hey, I'm gonna read off these talking points. Because I think that's what I like about your approach is like you said, you, you are more of like, let's apply my logic to the now. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Or I'm gonna apply my logic to it instead of. Like when you start doing those restrictions, we know how you're going to answer. I've seen this tennis match before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is boring. By the way, did you see that tennis match yesterday? Where that dude? Yeah. Like, what do you think awesome. about him? Uh, uh, jo- uh, Djokovic. Uh, yeah. I'm well, what's weird, right. what's, Novak Djokovic. Well, what's weird about that? Oh, well, let's tell people what happened. I can't pronounce his name, so I don't really want to. Talk okay, about this, it. this uh, top seated n- number one tennis player who's expected ma- to win everything. Got mad. No, he's done it before. He threw his racket at a previous, in 2016, he threw his racket and almost hit someone. And, you know, you can't do that stuff. Tennis has very particular rules. And he hit a ball behind him and hit a line judge in the throat. Now, the rules are, if you hit a line judge, you're disqualified. Period. End of subject. So, of course, you know, the line judge is getting death threats. Oh, you got to be kicked out. And the International Tennis Association is going, no, there is... there's no well, leeway see, on yeah, this. There's so no I wiggle saw that. I, I, I mean, I love when people enforce rules. And, You're right. Uh, but what's weird to me is is the grounds that, like, the line they draw. It's like it has to hit somebody for it to be punishable. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, so this dude could just throw a tennis racket and luckily it didn't hit anybody? Yeah, like, that's exactly what happens. Now, you can still throw in sports and like conduct. You, yeah. you can still get dinged, but you're not, not you know, if he threw in his racket and it hit someone, he's out. If but missing someone by a quarter of a millimeter, it's well, it's That's just what like, I'm like, but it's, it's just like you should kick them. Out. Well, any kind of law or rule, you, you kick them out. But no, there, there's, there have to be in laws and rules clearly defined. Yes to this, no to that. Yeah, or you, this is you, worse you, than you that. You can make some some ruling saying if you endanger anyone, that's if you endanger someone's, like, then well-being. you got to define in danger. Yeah, a racket being thrown at somebody's head on accident. But what if it? But again, you throw at it, but you're not. Is they're not? If it misses them, they haven't been endangered. Try and tell me they can't make some lawyer talk and make it defined. You know they're going. I think we have enough laws out there. We don't need to be adding new ones. Does this enforce the laws we have? I was thinking, what's the difference between almost hitting somebody and hitting somebody in this particular deal? Because he did not intend to hit this person. It wasn't True. like he wasn't like this line judge is gonna get it, but the th- the reason I'm asking is like because to me it's about the action. So his action was reckless endangerment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to me, regardless if he hit somebody or not, he did something that is punishable. And but it, to a lesser extent, for instance, this is an actual law. So you need to draw blood like bar- to kick him out. It's like okay, I mean, taking the bar exam. They have questions like this: a guy wants to commit suicide, he hurls himself out the window. He lands on someone that he survives. The person gets killed. Wrong but he lands death. on. <laughs> it's murder. It's premeditated because you were going to throw yourself out a window, knowing that there were people below you. It's like firing a gun wildly into yeah. a crowd. I didn't, you know, it's 
That's what I'm saying. I don't know. When there you, is when a you difference. Say premeditated. That to me seems more of like I'm going to jump on Susie down there, the blonde hair girl, because I hate. But her that's face. when you leave it up to law to determine: did he intend to hit someone or not? And there are variations of that, but that's the whole thing. To jump out a window and attempt to kill yourself, and killing someone else makes it a certain thing. Much like with a gun, I want to die by suicide by cop, so I'm going to start shooting blindly into a a, a packed room. Until the cops come and kill me. But what if I hit someone? That's murder. That's premeditation. So you see, same basic premise. There has to be a, a line set up to this point. Okay. So I mean, you can keep talking. I'm not going to listen. And even Djokovic said, you know, you got to do what you got to do. He's, you know, obviously uptight. Tennis players have notoriously large egos. They're like fighter pilots and trumpet players. It's huge egos. Well, yeah. But he understood the, yeah, I, I did the wrong thing. And you got to respect it. Everyone breaks the law. The difference is, you, you know, if you're willing to accept the consequences of the law. You, you know, if you if you want to break the law and man, you know, you're really on it. Yeah. This is a tennis game, man. Uh, tennis is the gentleman's sport. And they should. And the ladies' they sport. They should just ban them for the whole year. Why? The rules say you're disqualified from that match. No, I mean, if any any time that lady's around. He, but that's not in the rules. And then what she should do, she should file something, a lawsuit against him because she's so afraid of him now when he holds a racket. Well, when it comes to law, you so, shouldn't say she should or he should because no, no, that's not I'm the law. I'm talking about the personal lady who got hit. Like, she's going to have— She can have a civil suit against she's him. She's going to have some problems when he holds a racket. He's like, he's going to hit me again. He don't hit me. Like, I mean, it's going to happen. Well, then she's got a civil recourse. <laughs> All right. You're not any fun anymore. <laughs> I, you gotta, you gotta earn it. You gotta work for it, buddy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know it's it's uh, Labor Day, and that's kind of it for our show. Unless you want to keep talking about. No, it's uh, my, I, I, I'm well, sure she's not listening, but it's my mom's birthday tomorrow. Oh, well, happy birthday to mom. And uh, so I'm gonna have lunch. Her her brother is in town. We're gonna yeah. have a lunch, and then I'm gonna do a TV show after this, and then get ready for my afternoon we rehearsal. Yeah, big day. I like it. Yeah, what uh, are you gonna do? Well, I will let people know. Uh, for Dick and Skippy news, we do have our talk review coming out. At 3 p.m. today. Yeah, let's tell people uh, that. Jalisco. We've done three so We've far. done three, yeah. We, we did, uh, was it Jalisco? We did ta- Taco Velasco. No, what's today? What's today? Let's not confuse Oh, oh Jalisco Taqueria or Jalisco yeah. Mexican restaurant, depending on yeah. if they're serving breakfast or lunch. Yeah, uh, we did that. So it's going to be available at 3 p.m. today. Check it out. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're gonna, it's going to be on Facebook, YouTube, our, our show page. Uh, also, we do have a guest for Friday. We have Daryl Bear coming in from the Woodland Symphony Orchestra. I believe he's teaming up with Sean mm-hmm. for the 19th performance of The Tempest. You got it, buddy. Uh, so that's going to happen at the uh, Woodlands area, some park or something. North Shore Park. I mean, no one really knows. It could be in a dungeon. We don't really know. We'll find <laughs> out. Uh, that's on September, That'll be Titus and That's Rockus. on our fr- uh, Friday show, September 11th. So we're also going to be commemor- commemorating... Uh, uh, did I say that right? You did. Oh, nice. Uh, about 9-11, so we're mm-hmm. going to talk a little bit about that. So we will, we will have Daryl in. We don't have a guest on Wednesday, so if you want to be a guest, give us a call or text, all that kind of stuff at 936-228-9368. Uh, or email us at dickandskippy at gmail.com. Uh, outside of that, I will say um, you got to register to vote. I think the last day i want to say is october like 5th. yeah do it now don't don't be caught out or something like that don't be caught out and here's um, the thing even if you don't intend to vote just register just in case. i'd rather you have the voter registration and not need it or not use it than want to use it and not have it 
and don't grab your neighbor's mail-in ballot. That confused me, what you just said. It's even if you, it's, I'm not going to vote for it. I don't like anyone. I don't want to vote. Still register to vote just so you have it in case, because it's never too late to change don't your mind be a to moron. vote. moron. And don't grab your neighbor's, you know, your dead neighbor's mail-in ballot and fill it in. It's just right. unsportsmanlike. So we got content. five minutes. We got five minutes. I got to ask you realistically, how often do you think that happens? Like, you know, it happens once. You got it like. Oh, what, mail fraud? Oh, it's it's going to be huge on both sides in this election. Yeah, because we're not set up for it. It's rife for fraud. Both sides oh, are going to be love, just all over it. I love getting going. Love getting going, but yeah. we're about to get out of here. Shouldn't so you, happen. You're going to leave all fuming. Like, oh man, nah. I'd say that putting the post office in charge of determining an election result makes as much sense as putting the IRS in charge of determining who gets health care. It doesn't work that way. Well, it's stupid. Be the change you want to be in the world. Hey, I'm running Is for that, president. I'm trying. Right? Be the change you want to yep. see in the world. There yeah. you go. So yeah, so you go vote, Gandhi. So yeah. vote, vote early, vote often, vote Skippy. Get me in office, and uh, I, I will straighten this mess out. I, I still need to see that movie. Was it like the Kevin Costner movie? Oh, Dave. No, Man of the Century with Robin Williams. Maybe that's it. Man, a Man of the Year, uh, where basically John Stewart becomes president. That that's kind yeah. of a a talk show host becomes president. Yeah, I need to see that movie. It's a great movie. I feel like the premise could be fun. The premise is fun, but it takes a really funky conspiracy theory turn halfway through. Well, there's a becomes a murder mystery. Well, don't ruin it for me. Everybody dies. Uh, no, because there's a movie with Kevin Costner. It's like Swing Vote. Oh, Swing Vote. Yeah, basically the Electoral College gets down to one vote, and this this guy and both the presidential candidates are schmoozing him. I remember that. I, I didn't see it, but I remember it. So those are always fun and yep. cute. And so homey, homely, homely. Uh, yeah. So we'll see you guys later. Uh, check out the boys season two dropped on Friday. Or I'm Thursday. gonna rewatch the so. last episode of season one to remind myself, and then yeah. start well, right in. I on will it. let people know. I was very disappointed. They're only releasing the first three, and then it's every. Well, it's like Lucifer doing the yeah, same thing. They're, every they're, they're, Friday. They realize, well, if everyone binges in one day, they're done, so we got to st- spread it out. That's smart. Yep. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings, brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and, of course, Creative Content Creation, C3TheWoodlands.com. Thank you for supporting the show and making it possible. Uh, for the rest of the day at Lone Star, it's all repeats. It's Labor Day. You're supposed to be on vacation. Uh, Wussies. But, but uh, we're not. We're hanging out. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.